0: Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot end that. yeah welcome in to the first rousing rendition of libservative in 2024 intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy he as always is Corey walsh with bell the body snatcher on the ones and twos and he's dan griffin we got a a here's why we have a good episode today i I think we have a good episode every week but i feel like this one's going to be particularly good because I think both of us, in fact, all three of us did what I what most sane people should do when they're in the world of politics, whether it's just a hobby of yours or whether you uh, are at least attempting to make it a profession like Corey, myself and Bell really. You really should just take some time off during the holidays or take some time off Mm -hmm. while you're on vacation. And I think we, we all three of us kind of did that. So we're playing a little bit of catch up as we do this episode. But I still think we've got some good stuff for you today. I mean, did you do that, Corey? Because I do that like that week between Christmas and New Year. I'm like, well, I mentally <laughs> checked out. I dive in a little bit, but it's like very, very minimally. I'm really just focused on hanging out with friends and family and playing video games and being lazy and shooting pool and stuff I enjoy doing through that week. So we're playing a little bit of catch up as we begin the first episode of 2024. And the way you can tell is that the, the 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 episode that we've done now uh as the last episode of the year is our kind of recap of the year and our predictions for 2024. Like we don't really talk current events at all during that episode. And I think I like that. I hope the listeners like it. If you don't, uh let us know because we'll change it. But probably not. Because it's going to be like six people that are like this is a stupid episode. Okay, don't listen. Fuck you. Bye. You know what I've been reveling in in the last uh, yeah. week, Dan? <laughs> I don't, but you're going to tell me.
1: <laughs> you might be able to guess by my attire. <laughs> My God, that game. Can we talk about that game for one second? I just want to say real quick, if they could throw Jim Harbaugh in prison, yeah. and Michigan Wolverines are still going to get it done. Amen. That's a fact. They proved it three times. Six times, technically, but three times that counted. Oh, my God,
0: guys, I got the hiccup. Corey's got some wicked hiccups, so we we do apologize to uh, our listening uh, people, <laughs> I just
1: been drinking all day. Damn,
0: <laughs> I was drinking all day Saturday because i I was texting I was texting you and Bell about the uh, the uh, uh, national championship semifinal game. I was like, "Oh, look, choke artists again! They're choking again because the last two years in a row, Michigan football has absolutely blown it." In Dude, the, you, uh, did. you threw the towel in in like mid fourth qu- fourth quarter. I didn't know before that well before that because they looked like shit when the first play of the game when your quarterback throws an interception like let's be honest you got really yes. lucky that homeboys heel was on the sideline and it ended up being called back oh my but he God bad
1: luck through, through <clears throat> the difference of a then, game mattering by th- three yeah. inches.
0: They're, Michigan's missing field goals. They're, miss, Twice, they're man, missing. Because then There was another points.
1: interception, but the guy stepped, had his foot out of bounds when he jumped in to catch it. You remember that was the other inter- interception. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know there was two <laughs> interceptions. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hiccups, dudes. We're recording at 7:40. The hiccup started at
0: 7:37, and I was like, "Oh, you're fuck, nervous.
1: guys, I got hiccups." You nervous, nervous about what?
0: You're nervous. First to st- show of the year, Jesus. To the start of a, a of, of what's go- let, 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 let Let's be honest. Hopefully m- this coming Monday, Michigan goes out and beats Wa- goes out and beats Washington, and we start the year with a national championship. But after that, it's gonna be a shitty fucking year. And how do we know it's gonna be a shitty year? It's election year. It's an election year, and we know that the that the that the, the two major choices are going to be Donald Trump. And Joe Biden, if you thought 2020 was contentious, this is going to be, I think, honestly, I think worse. I really believe that. So I feel like it's going to be less, actually. I don't know if you this guys is
1: know this is about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. They uh, actually released uh, a couple hundred documents pertaining to the Epstein case and the list of names.
0: I'm going okay. to believe that if I can. Go for it. That's something we'll we'll, we'll probably have to say for next week. I think that's something we're gonna have to go through with a fine tooth. Because I know that the um that the that the f- the flight logs were supposed to be coming out with a lot of redacted names and what have you. So we'll have to see what this actually says. So if you're looking no, at that right now, right?
1: Because immediately as soon as the list started coming out, I was starting to read a little bit about it and uh I saw that RFK Junior flew on the plane twice. And yeah. immediately the cognitive dissonance wheels started turning and I'm like, wow, you know, he said he wasn't in 1993. He was with his family the whole time. And so you can go two routes with that, right? You could either throw RFK into the trash with everyone else. You could see some nuance in the flight logs, but if you give nuance to the flight logs, then all of a sudden that gives nuance to the people that you think are on the list that you immediately think are pedophiles so 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 like there's a little bit of that's kind of why
0: well that's kind of why and i've been saying this for a while like do i think that jeffrey epstein is a horrible person that goes without saying do i think that he uh had um high profile individuals to his island specifically for exploiting underage girls sexually. Yeah. I think that's probably the case as well. However, I also think that the reason Jeffrey Epstein was able to become so rich and become so high profile, but yet also be kind of under the radar for so long. Cause let's not pretend like Jeffrey Epstein was some celebrity that we all knew about in 2005, right? Cause he wasn't. I, I think that a lot of this was the Island itself and the, things that occurred on that Island are strictly being you were strictly being used to blackmail high profile people, which is how he got so rich, which is how he got so high. high, uh, So so I guess highbrow without being necessarily high profile. So I think there's going to be a lot. I think there is going to be a lot of nuance to this because do I think that everybody who ever took a fucking photograph with Jeffrey Epstein is a pedophile? I think that's fucking ridiculous because I think, in fact, I know I'm not going to get into your guys' personal lives, but I know that we've all associated at some point, probably with a pedophile in our lives, right? We all have, we didn't know it, but it's like, yeah. because I took a picture with a pedophile 20 years ago, does that make me somehow a, a horrible person? Does that make me a pedophile? No, and you're right. Like, Does, it make, it does, it does is that like make it, me somebody who needs to be investigated? That's so, kind of what I...
1: Go ahead, Bill. That's it. That? i said say that's what I came in to say. You can't assume that everybody on the list is just guilty.
0: Yeah. And, really, so, and that's that, why that would be wrong. I'll, fi- I'll finish with this. I'll finish with this, Corey, and then I'll let you go. Like, um RFK Jr. has said multiple times, I think, uh, not multiple, but a couple of different times that he had been on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Not to the island, but on the plane. On the plane, right? And he's he's given the story of the couple of like, times he was on that plane. Me
1: and my wife and my kids. We, we took the plane and we went. Fossil he said hunting. why he was
0: on there. He said he said that his his wife had some sort of friendship or relationship with Galen Maxwell, and that's it. That's all there is to it. Like and, and Jeffrey or um, Jeffrey Epstein. RFK Junior is the is a guy that's saying, yeah, look, this stuff all needs to be made transparent. We all need to see this. We shouldn't hold any of this. It's interesting, o- right? Away he from is the, the only people. one
1: that's on the list. That's actually outspoken about relief. Yeah. Like why, would, why, why or, would
0: he be advocating for it? Like you, 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 you I, I feel like the, the first instinct is, is to just believe him. I mean, I don't know. No, you're we'll right. See. And it is. It's, it's so that's what I'm getting at. Like we're all of a sudden where
1: everyone on the list, I had no, I don't want to say emotional attachment, but I had no dog in the race and no sort of like uh, affection towards them. Where RFK seems like he's actually a pretty decent human being, except you know, for the got, Israel stuff, except for the Israel stuff. He's actually, he's acting really war hockey about stuff like that. But like before that, you know, like Bill Gates, fuck him. He's a corporate billionaire. Bill Black Clinton, rock,
0: stay Street, guard. Yeah, fuck. that.
1: Bill Clinton, we know he's crooked as shit and he's getting BJs in the White House, which is fine, (laughs) but he also destroyed the working class and did all of a sudden this shit. He's the one that fostered in the neoliberalism that created Barack Obama, that created Democrats turning their backs on the working class and starting to hang out with bankers and things like that. He's the one that fostered all that in through the dot-com boom. Uh, Donald Trump... Don't
0: get bogged down by all the haters out there.
1: Donald Trump... (laughs) (laughs) He's on the list. So all these people, even Tom Hanks, it's just like, I don't give a shit. I like his movies. I don't care about him as an individual. (laughs) Then all of a sudden RFK pops up and it's like, oh, but wait. And then you got to check your bias and you got to check your cognitive dissonance. And you go, well, wait, you can't say, oh, wait on this one individual because you have an affinity for him, but -hmm. then not give an oh, wait to all the other ones. If that makes sense, what I'm saying. To yeah, where, I mean that's why now, I feel like there- well maybe there were people that had no idea, yeah, hanging out with him because they didn't know that when he wasn't with you he was a different person because it sounds like that's the type of person he was is influential and being hobnobbing with all these rich people he sounds like he might have been one of those people that reflects your personality to make you like him.
0: Well, and I think I think that's that's was probably kind of part of the plan all along. He was going to compromise certain individuals and be able to use the compromising of those individuals to perhaps compromise other yeah. individuals. Like Prince Charles and, caught dead to rights. <laughs> uh, not Prince Charles. Prince uh, Andrew. Uh, the other one. Sorry, Prince, Prince Andrew. Andrew, yes. You're right. You're right. Uh, but yeah, so like, I, I think, I think I, I don't, it's, it's going to be one of those things where I don't think we're ever going to know the truth about most individuals. There might be a couple that come out and get tried and prosecuted and, and, and outed as pedophiles or whatever. But I think for the most part, it's just, it's just going to be this, well, were they, or weren't they like basically now till the end of time, there's going to be all sorts of like, like, uh, uh, YouTube influencers that are going to be like, why was this person on Jeffrey Epstein's plane? I think we're just going to see that from now to the end of time, or now until nobody cares anymore, which could be next week, or it could be 10 years from now, who knows? Uh, where we're just going to see this this constant barrage of like um there's more information on jeffrey upstein yeah
1: that is that is it's not even necessarily a hot take but to like, like thinking about that right like we've all been friends with someone who turns out to end up being a creep later turns out to be an asshole they turn out to be someone who you didn't think they were and like being rich doesn't excuse you or doesn't make you uh, insusceptible to those type of things. And to think that just immediately, like you have everyone online foaming at the mouth that like anyone who's on that list is just dead to rights when that might not necessarily be the, be the story. You know, You know how we would have found the story. If Jeffrey Epstein didn't in quotations, wink, wink, nod, nod, know what I mean? Know what I mean? kill himself in solitary confinement under suicide watch we might have been able to get to the bottom of some of this stuff but because that those loose ends were tied no pun intended because it might have been the tying of a knot of
0: his own making or someone else well that's 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 a lot of secrets died with him that's another thing that's really interesting right this so there are a lot of folks out there and like i completely understand this oh yeah the 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 flight logs are just
1: the end all be all that no matter what if you even were in the same room as epstein you're a pedophile
0: just like when when it comes to epstein's death right like if i if i were a betting man okay and we knew that the that the the truth was somehow going to come out at some point if i were a betting man i would say that he did not kill himself okay so I just want to preface. I just want to. I just. I just want to preface I'm what I'm about to say. I'm not going to give away the
1: password, but my Wi Fi's name is still Jeffrey Epstein. Did not kill himself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I want to preface what I'm about to say with that. There are there are far too many like goofy pundits out there that sit there and go, "There's a zero percent chance that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself." There's not a zero percent chance. It, does it doesn't look good. It looks really fucking suspicious, but yes, it really could have yeah, been it's, it's that the cameras fucked up, that the yeah. cameras fucked up, and that the guards fell asleep. That is a possibility. How big is that possibility? <laughs> I put it, I, I put it at about ten percent.
1: Yeah, but it is, is a possibility. About the same percentage is uh, Ohio State winning the national championship next Monday. Well,
0: that's zero percent. So that's <laughs> not. Bad. Yeah, I know. I did that on purpose. <laughs> But I'm just saying like it like when people get when people get so caught up in the like uh you know the 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 dive let's dive into what really happened here they they lose track of the fact that yes it doesn't look good and yes we need to know exactly what happened however there is still a small chance that Jeffrey Epstein actually killed himself you
1: know what I also think is really funny about the whole Epstein thing <laughs> That all of these massive celebrities, right, all of the people who everyone looked up to, like whether it's like if you're into looking up to like technocrats like Bill Gates, or you're big into celebrities like Kevin Spacey and Tom Hanks, or if you're big into politics and the royal family like Prince Andrew or the Clintons. They're all on there. Well, are on the list. (laughs) Joe Biden's not. (laughs) (laughs) no way you're letting you on this plane jack (laughs)
0: because they already knew (laughs) they already knew
1: yeah they're like you're gonna be weird smelling people go ride a fucking train doofus
0: he's like oh come (laughs) on man (laughs) he's on the (laughs) arm back going come on man if if anybody's gonna get us caught it's you uncle joe (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, anyway, Corey, why don't you start us uh, off? Making with, uh, light of human
1: trafficking is fun, isn't it, Dan? Uh, and before we be move, little move little on, humor. Libsertive Podcast is found in all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is Libservativeshow.com. We this can house on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram and Twitter at Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at Libservipod at gmail.com. Subscribe.
0: I started that a little late. Sorry. Yeah. You blew it. Sorry to all. Uh, what did you learn in school this week, Corey?
1: Oh, man. You don't so, even know. I'm going to uh, save the other one for a conversation so we can dive a little deeper on it. But you know what I learned this week? That uh, cats suck. And it's kind of piggybacking off of uh,
0: Bell's topic a couple weeks ago. I was going to say, what is it? What is it with you guys and cats? What are you Because they Googling fucking suck, the what are it's you guys constant. researching during the week?
1: It's 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 literally the Ohio State versus Michigan type shit. It's cats versus dogs, man. And dogs are better than cats. And right now, we're finding out that after I close this ad, um kids with cats have more than double the risk of developing schizophrenia. And that apparently, so there's this drug it's called, I mean, there's this disease it's called toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis. And when you when you have a kid, that is something that the doctors always tell you, like when you're if you're a mom and you're pregnant don't keep deal with the, the kitty cat. Litter. Yeah, keep away from the kitty litter, don't deal with any of that. But more and more studies are coming out, finding out that kids in households who have cats are way more likely to develop schizophrenia because of this disease that's just
0: riddled in their shit. And we just let them shit in boxes in the house. This sounds like a correlation versus causation thing.
1: No, no, I'm on a, it's So I, I grew up with cats. I don't have schizophrenia. Yeah. Anyone who has schizophrenia is going to say that Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so I found a, a dumbed down article about this because, like the other articles run NIH, you know, and their published articles, and no one's gonna read a published article that's
0: peer reviewed, Dan.
1: So we read the people who read it and get their opinion. But I
0: think, research, uh, I think, I think Liberty Twitcher's got the answer here. What do you say? That's because of, <laughs> the type of people who like cats are more likely to be the type of people who have schizo tendencies. <laughs> yeah, Dan.
1: Well, to be fair though, Dan does have two dogs now.
0: No, I I, I don't like cats. I had them as I had a couple as, as a kid. I like some cats, like other people's cats, are can sometimes be cool, but I don't really have an interest in owning one.
1: Yeah, you're not you're Either. not you're not you're not playing with their shit, so you're okay.
0: Yeah, the when's the last time I changed the litter box? I was probably i was in my teens 15 oh, or 16 maybe last when was time, the first I was time uh i don't know it's probably eight or six seven eight years old i don't know jesus fucking christ dan's got schizophrenia mm. toxoplasmosis
1: <laughs> toxoplasmosis But yeah, no, there's just a bunch of uh, cat ownership and schizophrenia-related disorders and psychotic-like experiences. A systematic review and meta-analysis was published in Schizophrenia Bulletin. The team details the connections between youth cat ownership and later-in-life schizophrenia-related diagnosis. It makes me nervous, Dan, because you know how many fucking times I changed the litter box as a kid? It was one of my chores.
0: I think you're good, man. I think if you are going to be a schizophrenic, you'd be one by now. You think I'm good, Corey?
1: Yeah, I think you're okay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just keep just keep taking psilocybin you'll be just fine does psilocybin fight schizophrenia i probably I fights so. everything else according to nick gillespie anyway uh <laughs> what i learned in school this week Corey, is um i learned that it is actually easier to change <laughs> the liberty, world view. Sister, liberty twitcher goes
1: cats got into my soft water tank and peed in it, and I showered in cat pee-tinged water
0: for months. I'm toast. Yeah, he's fucked. Or she. I don't know. Um, what I learned in school this week, Corey, was that it's, it is easier to change the worldview of a Klansman Yes, a Klansman than it is to change the worldview of a shit-lib identitarian. Ooh. That's actually a really hot
1: take that has a lot of weight to it. You're right. Is it?
0: Is it? Is it a little based?
1: A little based.
0: <laughs> so no here's okay. Here's so here's all. what. So here's why I feel that way because I was actually um, for I can't remember what made me do this, but I was looking into the work once again of Daryl Davis. Right? You're familiar with Daryl Davis. We've talked yep. about him before on the show. Daryl Davis is a, is a musician. Who has taken it upon himself? I should say a black musician, and the only reason I mention his race is because it is actually relevant to the story. Um, Daryl Davis is a black musician who has taken it upon himself to turn Klansmen away from the Klan, and he has done such a good job of it that he has a multitude of Klansmen's robes that Klansmen give to him when he has essentially convinced them from the cult to come away from the Klan. And if you tried to, to do that with an identitarian, phony, liberal shitlib, they wouldn't even bother to have the conversation with you. They'd shout you down. They're not going to have a conversation with you with regards to why their worldview is wrong. Yet a Klansman will have a conversation with a man like Daryl Davis with a black man and not agree and, and Daryl has mentioned this multiple mul- a multitude of times in various interviews that he's done. Like, it doesn't just happen overnight, he doesn't just turn a clansman in one conversation. He doesn't, he, he, he doesn't around. just yell at them, you're a racist, and they're like, You're yeah, right, exactly. take my robes. You're right, take my robes. <laughs> he he has conversations with them. Like, if that only through, worked, <laughs> and through nuanced conversation and sometimes debate, eventually these Klansmen come around to realizing that the worldview is bullshit. You're not going to get that with a shitlib lib identitarian. No. The minute, so the minute how... you say something, the minute you say something that they disagree with or the minute you try to convince them of something, of something about their worldview being wrong, they're going to shut you down. They're going to call you a bigot. They're going to call you a racist. How do you change the worldview of somebody like that? You just shut them down. You just keep telling them that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've been in those conversations. Like, I've had... I would say 90% of my conversations that I'm talking with someone that has a, an opposing political view of me. Most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, if I, like, minimalize the conversation to a class issue that, like, no, guess guess what? Our personal ideologies, we may disagree, but in a country like ours, we can afford to disagree But when it comes down to it, it's you and I in the same tax bracket against, you know, the top brass who is out there to fuck you and I both. And they're up there with their marionette strings to intentionally keep us divided. Most of the times they get it. The only time that I have that that argument turns into like something nasty is with a lib. Immediately my
0: white privilege. Not a lib, out. not any, not any lib, just the, the shit libs. The shit libs. Yeah. The it, it,
1: it immediately goes to my white privilege and it immediately goes to me being a man, not knowing what it's like to be anyone else in this world. And it's like, no, I get that. I you're first, like, I get that. I haven't walked in your shoes, but I am very open and very Try to be very perspective about the situation that you're in, but what I'm saying still is valid to a person that's you or me, regardless of our skin color. When it comes to all of the Democrats and all the Republicans, fucking make it to where we have to work more hours for less pay, you know, and all these different things. But it's always the shit lib that just says I have white privilege. Mm-hmm. Because that's, guess what. That's- And that shit lid. that
0: typically saying that to me is typically also white (laughs) (laughs) or even if they're, even if they're not white, they're generally somebody who's more privileged than you are with regards to like, with regardless to like, with regards to like where they grew up, how they grew up. Yeah. And that's the thing that there's
1: nuance to it, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a white male. I'm at the supremacy of the hierarchy in the country, I guess. But I still grew up eating government cheese and the silver cans that said pork on them with, with no company label. It was just a little black pig that said pork. I'm getting presents from the local church for Christmas. Yeah. The ones that are Jesus the worst. Brought these. not Santa, Dan. <laughs> the ones that are the ones that, that are, you are think the worst, though, yeah,
0: really are like the white wine moms. They're usually, they're usually not even wine moms anymore they were for a minute now it's more like now it's more like white childless uh younger folks that live in like predominantly white neighborhoods that bitch about racism in the south <laughs> like like,
1: like, like they've never they're living been. in portland that's like 80 percent white
0: yeah or yeah or like uh you know any any of the, basically most of the suburbs of detroit where we live you know, they live in these fucking box houses, these Pulte homes, these yep. fucking McMansions. The fucking Pulte homes, and, the most Sherrys, the Lombardis. Sit there and complain about uh, racism in a place that they've never even <laughs> bothered to travel to or talk to anybody about. And when they because go to Detroit, just, they just take 75 to Greektown. And then take right. Yeah, 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 back. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 75 all the way downtown. We're like, oh, we're How'd like, you, we're, you we're we're like, see, seeing like a homeless person is like a fun novelty. And you take a picture of them. You take a picture with them while you are giving them a dollar. Look, <laughs> like, look at what a good person I am. Fuck fucking, you.
1: Oh my God. So this is, this would only, this story would only, like, this is only funny to people from Metro Detroit, but you fucking take 75 spit out on Jefferson park at the Greek town casino, take the monorail. <laughs> Oh the, oh, the the people fucking, mover! Yeah, take it to Cobo Hall for the auto show, and then you go. Yeah, I go
0: downtown. What? <laughs> I go to Detroit all the time. I go to the casinos. <laughs> I go to. I go to. A, I go to the occasional Tigers game. <laughs> I monorail the whole way there. I make sure I put. I plaster all over social media the pictures that I take with the homeless people while I'm giving them a half a dollar. <laughs> Hashtag Detroit versus everybody. Yeah. Yeah, or a McDonald's <laughs> cheeseburger. Like fuck you, Chloe. Go back to Bloomfield. Hey, I will <laughs> say though that every
1: time I've gone to Greektown, uh, every time I've walked outside, there is at least
0: at least twenty to thirty people fighting right in the middle of the street. every Yeah, day. but it's but it's usually fucking drunk suburbanites fighting each other. Yeah, like, yeah, no. go, to, go to Royal Oak. <laughs> yeah. and Royal Oak is the same fucking way.
1: My you know house. what? You know what? Little Main Street downtown area isn't like that, though. It's Ferndale. Ferndale is not like that. Ferndale's oh, very God, happy. Everyone gets a lot. There's of usually Ferndale.
0: there's a lot of this.
1: No, that's West Hollywood. Oh man, yeah, I've been in West Hollywood, and West Hollywood is a fucking blast because at like 3 a.m., like some of the funnest people to be around, which is the LGBTQ community. When they Only get drunk, Metro
0: Detroiters with, will get the joke with, that I just did with my yeah, hands, yeah. and no that's fine, that. right? because it's probably for the best. But
1: West, West, <laughs> uh, West Hollywood's the same way. Like The LGBTQ community is some of the funnest community to be around. They, they take the jokes. They love them. Oh, way to
0: blow They'll it. they give
1: you jokes. They have a riot. But 3 a.m. comes, and it's a fucking show because they're all out there fighting. But it's not like frat boy fights. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <you>
0: know,
1: <laughs> I love just like like Ferndale's a blast. I love Ferndale.
0: Don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thank, (laughs) thank you, George. Uh, Shall we? Actually, we're thirty minutes in, and we haven't even started the fucking episode, which I think is Uh, great. I think those are some of our those are some of our best episodes. Um, we have to get into this one. Wow, we have someone on
1: uh, Twitter watching.
0: Oh, that's X. Oh, that's good. Not too
1: uh I I it's fucking elon
0: himself <laughs> he wants he wants to sign us like tucker uh <laughs> harvard president claudine gay resigned uh it was it ear- yeah it was earlier today uh as we record this on january 3rd uh 2024 20, uh, and the only reason i want to talk about this story is because it just speaks to so much that is wrong with universities and in particular um rich universities like like a Harvard, you're familiar with this story, right? A Corey?
1: classic story, Dad, of elitism, all of a sudden facing the reality of reality and the rest of the world.
0: Oh, it's just a good just a, classic tale. Um <laughs> so uh shit i lost one of oh no here it is uh anyway there was so there was a new york post piece from earlier today that kind of breaks down exactly what happened um and and the reason for why claudine gay was was essentially shit canned but um really resigned so embattled harvard president Claudine Gay is fending off accusations that she plagiarized numerous portions of her 1997 PhD PhD thesis in direct violation of Harvard's academic integrity policies. Documents obtained by journalist Chris Rufo. Listen, I understand it's Chris Rufo. I got my issues with him, but if he's telling facts, let's listen. So here we go. So uh, Chris Rufo and uh, uh, Chris Burnett posted on X uh, juxtaposed political scientist Gay's. Uh, paper with either works of several authors and academic scholars, which in some passages are replicated nearly word for word. In one example, taken from page 12 of Gay's dissertation, Rufo points out that the now Harvard president seemingly quote, lifts an entire paragraph end quote from a 1990 paper by Lawrence Bobo and Franklin Gilliam uh, appearing at yeah, the in- University of Wisconsin or something. Appearing in the original paper, uh, published seven years before Gay wrote her thesis, is the phrase: "Quote blacks in high high black empowerment areas, as indicated by control of the mayor's office, are more active than either blacks living in low empowerment areas or their white counterpart parts of comparable socioeconomic status." That is that is absolutely word for word lifted from the uh, Bobo Gilliam paper. however biden she she did credit them but if you go if you go into harvard's uh bylaws for plagiarism you can take things from another paper but you have to put those things in your own words or even or Or, at the very least quotations with a footmark but but that's that's something that that you learn in fucking public high school about yeah. what it is not plagiarism when you're learning how to cite a paper.
1: Yeah. Dan, like, like all right, I'm not So real quick, I'm not a, a Harvard person or anything like that. This is basically me on high school education and some community college. But if you do a quote, if you do numbers or dates or it, anything that's factual, you cite it.
0: Yes. Right? And, And so do I sound
1: like I know what I'm talking about? Like (laughs) yes. And so so numbers quotes, them. So there are always, if you think it has to be cited, cited. Sorry. There are cases
0: of her doing so, but also taking the verbiage um, verbatim from, from other. And then, and then there are also cases of her not of her not citing um, anything at all. So this is, this is. I'm not going to read the entire New York Post piece. Like This is why she is stepping down. is over accusations of plagiarism. So let me bring up another article here. Um, I read something similar to this, but Bell shared this with us earlier today, and I thought it was so much better than the one that I read. So there is a piece in the AP from today. Entitled Plagiarism Charges Downed Harvard's President. A conservative attack helped to fan the outrage. This is fucking amazing. Um A P you're supposed to be you supposed to be the standard. So this is by Colin Bingley and Mariah Bel Blingit. I don't know how to say how her. Blingit. B B-A-L-I-N-G-I-T. Blingit. Blingit? That's the uh, blingit? That's where we're going with. Um <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to say her name um anyway uh american higher education has long viewed plagiarism as a cardinal sin accusations of academic dishonesty have ruined the careers of faculty and undergraduates alike the latest target is is harvard president claudine gay who resigned tuesday okay i guess i guess she resigned officially yesterday in her case the outrage came not from her academic peers but her political foes led by conservatives who put her career under intense scrutiny. Oh, because uh, conservatives go to Harvard too? What the fuck? No, 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 no. No, it's because conservatives are the ones that are putting her plagiarism under under scrutiny.
1: Oh, those goddamn conservatives use a meritocracy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> review reviews by Harvard found multiple shortcomings in gay's academic citations, including several instances of quote, duplicative language, which is using verbatim, right? Uh the university concluded the errors qu- concluded that the errors, quote, were not considered intentional or reckless, end quote, and didn't rise to misconduct. When the fuck is plagiarism ever like <laughs> reckless or like intentional does anybody intentionally play i don't think anybody intentionally plagiarizes something maybe people
1: yeah no because joe biden literally did that in the 80s
0: do you intentionally i I doubt it i I bet you you think so
1: i think so you, you could
0: be right because he had to but come I, out I, and like he had to
1: drop from the race and all that shit like it was all, it was kind of a big deal like this is in the 80s before the internet
0: i always feel like plagiarism is something that like you read something from a paper as you're doing your own paper and then it comes back to you later at least this is the way i've always i've always caught myself doing it even when i was writing papers like i would i would read something that i thought was brilliant and it would like come back to me later as i was writing the paper and then I would be like, where did I get that from? Yeah. And hopefully catch myself. I've probably plagiarized shit because I thought it was my own original thought. I feel like that's how plagiarism happens a lot. Is when you read something, and you think it's brilliant. You kind of think it's in, eventually you think it's your own original thought. Maybe I'm the goofball. I don't know. Um, anyway, conservatives zeroed in on Gay amid backlash over her congressional testimony about anti-Semitism on campus. Her detractors charged that Gay was... Uh, who has a PhD in government, was a professor at Harvard and Stanford and headed Harvard's largest division before being promoted, got the top job in large part because she is a black woman. Christopher Rufo, a conservative activist who helped orchestrate the effort against Gay, uh, uh, celebrated her departure as a win in his campaign against elite institutions of higher education. On X, formerly known as Twitter, he wrote, quote, scalped, end quote as if gay was a trophy of violence invoked a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate native americans and also used by some tribes against their enemies do i think christopher rufo was doing this in good faith no no i i know i absolutely don't however she, gay dug her own grave when she couldn't answer simple questions in a congressional hearing, which by the way, we will get to when you, when you give the answers that she gives based on uh, 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 whether or not entifada should be uh, considered harassment. And there actually is a gray area there that maybe we'll get to at some point uh, during the show, but all three of these um, Ivy league and, and top tier presidents None of them could speak to calling for the genocide of Jews being considered harassment on campus. Right, and so that's where this. So never mind so, what so Chris they Rufo were, dug into them. Yeah,
1: and if I thought she's a plagiarist, she's just copying other people's work, which makes jobs a hell of a lot easier when you just copy <laughs> China intellectual property <laughs> theft. Um. But so this is so when it comes to the whole gay thing. First off, <laughs> what I want to say is I love her last name for this conversation. <laughs> uh, is uh, when when they were being questioned about all of this because everything going on in the court on the, in the uh, in the country or whatever, and when she's questioned about speech because remember there hasn't been any actionable offenses. It's always been about speech, and it's just mm-hmm. speech. And you got a bunch of kids on the campus running around, you know, calling for antifada and this type of this because they're a bunch of dumb fucking kids, which let me check the, you know, the calendar of the year. It's always dumb fucking kids on college campuses, whether it's DUIs, having a gun in their car, drinking too much or anything. It's always dumb fucking kids on college campuses doing dumb
0: fucking things right and if i can if i can and, and if i can piggyback on that statement Corey, when you have college kids particularly today's college kids which i'm sorry like maybe this is just me getting older but i i feel like they're just dumber than they were when but i that's was in the school. School. The adults but, in
1: the room but, but, letting them be dumber but when and they, that's what i was gonna that's, get
0: that's to. a great that's a great point when they are the representation for your cause when college kids when college kids are the voice for your cause you know you know that it's either a completely wrong and in this case it's not but b it, it it is it is either a completely wrong or b it is it is the lowest common denominator of representation that you can possibly have for your cause because right. i because we both thing. have empathy for for the for the folks in gaza and we understand the, the 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 protests that are that are taking place, but when your representation is college kids, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, go ahead. I hope you didn't right. lose your train of thought. No,
1: nope. no, I didn't. So here's the thing. Her answer, like now, when it comes to the context of when she said it, was fucking shitty. But what the answer she had was literally the answer that. College deans would probably would have had since like the twenties or the thirties or the forties, and it would have been fine. When they said, "Is this speech on your campus hate speech?" and da 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 da, is this violence harassment. and is this harassment? All of these deans said, "Well, it depends on the context."
0: University presidents, even more University presidents, so yeah. yeah.
1: University presidents saying it depends on the context. Now that answer would have been pristine in the sixties, in the seventies, in the eighties. But the problem is when as soon as student loans and the colleges realized that it was a gambit that they could just scheme and con and make hundred like each one of those students that are out there protesting. That's not an individual student. that's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's hundred thousand dollars. that's seventy five thousand dollars. Those are all price tags of that that protest isn't students marching. that's six million dollars marching mm-hmm. okay. And when that six million dollars roughly ten years ago started crying about microaggressions and safe spaces and all of these different crazy things. The presidents of these colleges realized that they had an ability to either gain another 6 million or lose another 6 million. So they kowtowed to that 6 million and they sat here with this money and let this money dictate their policies to where they had to create safe spaces and they had to create this idea of hate speech and microaggressions. And it worked great for a while because there's a lot of minorities that people had sympathy for in our country based on and, our own country's historical
0: atrocities. Don't forget the most important one, Corey. Words are violence. Yeah, words are it's, violence. It's weird, it's weird, too. It's yeah. weird, too, right? It's, violence it's words, is violence. Words, is, words are violence and also silence of violence. So which is Yeah, it? and so <laughs> they sat
1: here and built up this shit just to cater to these students. And then it got turned on its head. And then when it got turned on its head and they didn't want to turn on their millions of dollars in students, they went back to their policies before they let these students dictate what was happening on the colleges. Now said, we oh, care about well, free it's speech. context. And, you know, so sometimes, oh, it's, you know, speech. Sometimes it's in context. And everyone is just like, the fuck did you just say?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and their head was rolled. And they all got fired to where
0: it's it's the snake eating its own tail. And I fucking
1: love seeing it because I hope me not having the Harvard PhD or the Harvard fucking doctorate. I'm hoping that they all fucking see this too. And you know, it's almost like, hey, maybe it is a little bit of say la vie, live and let live. Maybe we just don't say anything. Let the government come in and shoot our students. Ken State. But (laughs) that's a long time ago. But still, what I'm getting at is they sat on this pedestal chasing the dollar bill because they wasn't any of the plans they made and any of the policies they made wasn't based in principle or values. It was based on the dollar bill in the very beginning. So when all of a sudden the principles and the values changed, but the dollar sign didn't change, they flip-flopped on their principles and their values and they got their hand caught in a cookie jar.
0: Yeah, free speech is, and then I also want to add that I love all the headlines cop out. and stuff.
1: Yeah, and I love all the headlines and all of this stuff because I keep seeing NPR and stuff post "gay is out."
0: Yeah, <laughs> is this the Gay end is out. Of the LGBTQ movement? Straight is back in, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna literally piss myself laughing if they hired someone with the last name Straight just for just for the poetic. <laughs> Justice about, of it all. How about George? Is he still alive? George Santos? <laughs> George Strait? <laughs> oh, George Strait. Oh, the, the the troubadour. Yeah, he's still alive, right?
1: Oh yeah, he's out there singing about amarilla by morning.
0: I'm sure he is. Uh, I'm going to continue straight, to say. I'm going to continue with this ridiculous. George Strait's a
1: country singer. For anyone
0: who doesn't know. <laughs> Well, you, they could have looked him up Corey we didn't need to tell him that uh I'm gonna continue with this AP this AP article because this is just fantastic uh in gay's case may, many many academics are, are many academics were troubled with how the plagiarism came to light N- never mind that it came to light they're troubled with how it came to light Corey uh as part of a coordinated campaign to 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 discredit gay and force her from office in part because of her involvement in efforts for racial justice on campus her resignation came after calls for her ouster from prominent conservatives including representative elise stefanik a harvard alumnus uh, and bill ackman a billionaire hedge fund manager who had donated uh millions to harvard so it's like never mind the fact that she did the thing that was wrong they don't (laughs) the ap article is suggesting that they don't like how the wrong thing came to light because it's they like, did it in bad faith it's like if it's like if i murder somebody and then somebody that the public doesn't like is the person that tells the cops that i murdered that person
1: the uh, god damn it alex jones should have just kept his mouth shut
0: yeah i think yeah 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 <laughs> it's like wh- if elon what? musk didn't tweet about it the campaign against gay and other Ivy League uh, presidents has be- has become part of a broader right-wing effort to, rem- to remake higher education, which has often been seen as a bastion of liberalism. Republican detractors have sought to gut funding for public universities. This is true. Uh, Rollback tenure, also true. And banish initiatives that make colleges more welcoming to students of color. <laughs> uh, dis- disabled students in the LGBT So is that, is, that a, is that a
1: jab at affirmative action?
0: It's a jab at trying to take down affirmative action.
1: Right, right. They're saying that they're trying to disparage people of color from going to the colleges. Right. Is it, When the is percentage it, it, of minorities going to these colleges are in the top 1%, so, regardless of the color of their skin, the black kids and the Asian kids that are still going to these colleges are still very, very elitist
0: yes so Regardless yes exactly of the color of their skin. so so the way that that is written it makes it seem like and i'm i'm no conservative you know this hopefully by now our listeners know this um but the way this is written it's making it seem like doing away with affirmative action which is something that we now know over the past 35 years just hasn't worked and there are reasons for that which we won't get into today um which we have on older episodes you can go back and find those um that that, that that trying to get rid of these things and trying to get things like DEI off campus, things that we know don't work that are demonstrating that they don't work is somehow conflated with trying to keep people of color off of campus. Like that's what conservatives want. Conservatives want to keep, they want it to just be all white universities. It's like who, what conservative pundits, what conservative thinkers have, have ever said anything close to that? like i'm sure there are some dickheads on racist well, dickheads on twitter not, whatever Not am concerned with them, but i can think of joe biden joe biden is yeah okay that's close <laughs> uh, may, may, maybe nick poor kids are just as smart just as bright as white kids just as smart yeah poor kids are just as smart as white kids um <laughs> so what this you're gonna love this part Corey. you're gonna love this part so walter bell did you you can just nod did you read this whole article The whole thing bringing Bell in. Oh, you didn't read the whole thing. I didn't read the
1: whole entire thing. I was actually I was reading it, and then I got into another article. I'm reading now. I read enough, Dan or Bell. That is one of my biggest faults: is reading an article. But as soon as the first link pops up, pops up, you click that link, and then you start reading that (laughs) article. And then that article, the first link that's (laughs) hyperlinked, you click that, and you get you end up in this deep dive, and you get a lot of good information. Yep. But it's nowhere near the original article on what you're on reading. Well, even then, it's like, I read enough. You read enough.
0: <laughs> well, it's all coming in. Uh, <laughs> Walt Walter M. Kimbrough, the former president of the historically black Dillard University, said what unfolded at Harvard reminded him of an, of an adage from his mother, black graduate from the University of California, Berkeley in the 1950s. As a black persona in academia, quote, you always have to be twice, three times as good, he said. End quote. Uh, quote we're in the
1: 50s and 60s. Let's be fair. That's true. That's 100% true.
0: true. Absolutely. Um, Even quote,
1: now, there's probably a, a grain of truth to that. You stick out.
0: There are going to be people, particularly if they have any inkling that the person of color is not the most qualified, who will label them a, quote, DEI hire. Like they tried to label her, Kimbrough said. Okay, I'm going to say something here. Look at her record. She was a DEI hire. Look at the fact that she wrote 11 papers, which I'll give her credit. That's a hell of a lot more than I've ever written. She's never written a single book. Well, you mean you both have written hundreds of papers. We're just not peer reviewed. Correct.
1: Don't sell Correct.
0: Short, Dan. Correct. When it comes to the standards of Harvard, her qualifications were astronomically lower than a Harvard president has ever been before. Does that mean she was hired solely based on her skin color? I don't think that there's any way we can necessarily prove that. But that is a legitimate question that could be asked right.
1: and it and it sucks because he he almost sees it, right? He almost sees it to where it's he does like, see it.
0: That's why he's saying it. He does right. see it,
1: right, Where right. he's in like, denial about it, yeah, exactly. because like when you look at like black people who are in seats of power, you know, like Barack Obama. He didn't get to the place he was because of his skin color, but he got there because of his like connections and things like that. He ended up being a piss poor president because he was hooked up with the banks. But then you look at someone like Katenji Brown Jackson, mm-hmm. who when you look at her rulings on things, she sided with the conservatives. She sided with the liberals. She's gone back and forth. She is turning out to be a decent Supreme Court justice. But do you remember when she was actually getting being brought in to the Supreme
0: Court? She was called a D-E-I. stripper of
1: her Harvard degree, stripper of all of her accolades. She's the first black Supreme Court woman. Mm-hmm. never mind all the all the shit she's worked for her entire life and how so, hard she's
0: worked so you're right that is a good point we we've gotten to a point now where the debate about DEI has gotten so toxic mm-hmm. that i'm sitting here openly admitting to everybody as a white man which i guess makes me a bigot that DEI is a terrible policy it doesn't fucking work it it's it, there's there's no there's no be- there's no merit based on it but the other side of that coin is this that when you actually do hire somebody who is of a diverse skin color or religion or sexual orientation that actually is qualified, you're going to have these goofy fucking uh, conservative grifters that are going to come out and say, well, it's just a DeI hire like it's so it's so fucking because the DeI shit was shoved down their throats a hundred percent yeah so it's 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 like it's, it's, what what do you call it the, the boy who cried diversity i don't know what you call it but it, but it's, it's just another example of why dei is so toxic and why it doesn't work and why it's such tell a problem damn
1: of the of the tens if not hundreds of black people i know none of them give a shit that there is a black president of harvard No, and it's maybe because we're all a little bit poor and middle class and lower middle class, but we don't give a shit that a representative represents the color of someone because guess what? They can be black, brown, purple, blue, green, pink, doesn't fucking matter. These elitists who are a different skin color being put into elitist positions do not change the day to day living for anyone that isn't an elitist. Other than being able to go, look, things are getting better for you. There's someone that looks like you there. And they're like, yeah, I'm still struggling paycheck to paycheck. This isn't bettering my life whatsoever.
0: So here's what God continue.
1: damn. Does it look good on paper?
0: John Pellisaro, a former interim college president who now works for the uh, Marcula Center for Applied Ethics said instances of plagiarism deserve to be evaluated individually that it's not always so cut and dried, then why the fuck does Harvard have policies on it? If it's not always so cut and dried, why do they have policies on it? It says, quote, uh, you're looking for whether there is intentionality to mislead or inappropriately borrow other people's ideas in your work, uh, Pilicero said, quote, or was there an honest mistake? I I think cutting and pasting full paragraphs from other people's works is probably
1: pre-ai pre-ai
0: it doesn't look good um without commenting on the merits of the allegations against gay president irene mulvey the uh, american association of university professors said that she fears plagiarism plagiarism investigations could be weaponized to pursue a political agenda quote there is a right-wing political attack on higher education right now which feels like an existential threat to the academic freedom that has made American higher education the envy of the world. No, 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 no. There is a conservative critique of higher education Man, and an no. absolutely legitimate one.
1: Bell, real quick, just Google how many colleges and universities there are in America for me real fast. Because like, I got somewhere to go with this.
0: But she, uh, I, I, this, this article is almost over. I got two more paragraphs, Corey. She worries gay's departure will, will be... will put a new strain on college presidents. In addition to their work courting donors, policymakers, and alumni, uh, presidents are supposed to protect faculty from interference so that they can research unimpeded. Quote, for presidents to be taken down like this, it does not bode well for academic freedom, she said. Quote, think Uh, I think it'll chill the climate for academic freedom and it may make university presidents less likely to speak out against this inappropriate interference for fear of losing their jobs or be targeted. That last paragraph and the unbelievable fucking irony of it made me laugh till till I pissed my pants about two hours ago when I first read this. You want to talk about uh academic freedom you want to talk about mob pressure forcing yeah. her out like let's let's you why do you have a conversation with jk rowling about mob pressure uh both coming from campuses and, and elsewhere when you have a conversation with alex jones you have ben a conversation Shapiro. with with joe rogan uh you know uh, about about mob mob and targeted fucking pressure they yeah. are finally, very they wise, are finally, Jimmy this is a,
1: you could go down the list. Wise, Dorn, down the list. The, 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 the,
0: this is the absolute epitome of them actually realizing what ideologies are being pushed on college campuses, how toxic they can be. Because as you said earlier, Corey, and it's a phrase that we've used a multi- multitude of times on this show, the snake is finally eating its own tail. Yeah. And I'm here for it
1: you know and and he goes this is an attack on higher education that is the most elitist statement and this is yeah. why i asked bell for how many colleges there are in our in our country there are 3982 degree granting post secondary schools in our country but yet it's interesting to me that only 3 of them are coming under pressure and they are the most elitist schools who are the top 1 of the top 1% who are now seeing their ivory towers being tainted and being attacked because it's being exposed that it's all just grandstanding and virtue signaling.
0: You want to know and uh, we can wrap it up with this. Does that unless, make sense unless, what I'm saying? Like It absolutely it absolutely makes sense what you're like, saying. Like
1: you know what like my community college right now isn't being harassed or attacked by some conservative group? Yeah. No, he, my that, my 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 uh the college that like my actual like college college that I attended for a week before I couldn't afford it. It's anymore. funny because you're wearing a, you're you're wearing a Michigan college. hat. You're wearing a Michigan hat and <laughs> I'm talking about know. <laughs> community college, but Michigan doesn't deal with this shit. That's another
0: prestigious they, university that they they, they they do not to this degree. I, I know, I know enough people that have gone to the that university recently and I know enough people that live in Ann Arbor. It's there. Like the DEI shit is definitely there. But it doesn't really matter. We're rooting for the football team. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the sports and academics are very two different things, and that's a fact. Absolutely, they are. They are absolutely different. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe Harvard should just get a better football team. And no one will stop talking shit about them. Do you want to know the best part about this? Like I, the, the most ironic and, f- and and in some some ways funny part about this, Claudine Gay is getting off easy, and I'm going to tell you exactly why. In three weeks, to bring up Boston College and Weinstein. No, no. Okay. In three weeks, in three weeks, nobody's going to be talking about this. That's number not one. At all. So, so please listen to this. So that's number one. Number two is she's still on staff at Harvard, making six high six figures, if You're not right. low seven figures. You're right. She got nothing's happening before. to her. Yeah, nothing's happening to her. And, and like, I, I don't know. The, podium, I don't know. Hold the lights. You're a grip now. But that's the thing. Is like I don't know that anything necessarily should. I don't think she's a fucking criminal. I don't think she needs to be thrown in prison or canceled for that matter, right? right. Which is some, which is something that that the DEI folks would say if this were necess- If this were like a conservative person as president okay, of a okay, college, no, you know.
1: So now you now you got my, my my wheels turning, right? The answer she had about the context stuff in a flip flop way. She could have almost been trying to correct the listing ship. And she's the one that got hammered to the cross.
0: For so it. the question that she regardless was of her directly, plagiarism. So the question that she was asked directly wasn't wasn't the same question that the um, the pen president was asked who recently resigned. I forget her name. It's slipping my mind at the moment. It doesn't really matter. Um, she, was was asked, Harvard, she was asked. She
1: was. And what was the other one?
0: Um, MIT, who's still there. Um, the the uh president is still there. Um, but the question that uh Claudine Gay was asked had more to do with um calls for global antifada and whether or not that was harassment or or violated Harvard's bylaws on speech. And her and I'm actually gonna give Claudine credit, Claudine Gay credit for this she was right in saying that it was, it was context. Right. When it comes to global entifada, because this, so, so here's, so I don't, I don't want to get, hold on. I don't, I, get, I, I don't, don't want to get, I don't, I don't want to get too into the weeds here because n- a lot, people don't agree on what entifada actually, intifada actually means. So if, if you look up the direct Arabic translation of what the word intifada means, it, it, I think I'm paraphrasing here, but it, it it basically means the dog shaking off its fleas, like that's what the word means. So you can see how that direct translation to some people could mean calling for genocide against Jews, and to other people could mean calling for a a, a global revolution, a reset. Yeah, yeah. So so when she defended that point. I actually think she was right. That's, that's So that's where I'm at, Dan. Where
1: I'm at in her answer of talking about context and stuff. Context is so important that her answer wasn't terrible. It's the years of precedent set before that answer that led to that answer to where everyone went, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Now free speech all of matters. A, all of a sudden when it comes to the Jews, it's context. But when mm-hmm. it came to everything else, it was safe space, hate speech, and all yeah. of this stuff. And you know what? And honestly, she might have got a bad shake because she was the, she might have got a bad antifada because <laughs> <laughs> because she was only in charge for what? six months? July. So what is that?
0: Yeah, six, six months?
1: months? <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's it's mind blowing to me that that's how it shook out. It sucks, you know, for whatever. If she would have gave, if she was in charge 10 years ago at Harvard, when all and and it was like, well, oh, what do you think this is hate speech? And she said, depends on the context, it wouldn't have been the conservatives and it wouldn't have been the people that were like pro-Israel attacking her. It would have been the students.
0: But this is what you get when you when you force through this ideology that words are violence, but then all of a sudden the Jews are involved. And now we're changing the rules, and so that's where that's where you have a lot of like right, like rightful people coming out and saying that like how I the fuck how is that? Like
1: that? I feel like that sounds racist or anti-Semitic. The Jews, should you say uh, the Jewish community? You can say the Jews. Um,
0: I know a couple. Uh, <laughs> it's like the difference between saying the blacks and the African American community. But the thing is, like, so people y- of color. When you sit there and you you push this silences or this words as violence thing, and then all of a sudden, when it is kind of borderline with the Jews, now we're changing. Now, now we're changing the rules. Now the rules are different.
1: Does that right. make sense? Yeah. As soon as the Jews get involved, I know I understand what you're saying, Dan. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Know what I mean?
0: <laughs> hmm. But you're no, like that's, you're so that's why, done with me. That's why there's a lot of this. Like I am, but that's why there's a <laughs> lot of this. That's why there's a lot of the these. Uh, I, and it's weird because it's like it's mostly conservative pundits coming out talking about like why there's like what is with this rise of anti-Semitism on college campuses. And it's like I d- I'm not spending a lot of time on college campuses, so I don't know how true that actually is. Whether or not it's legitimate anti-Semitism. But when you have a college president who can't say that calling for the genocide of Jews is harassment under your bylaws, when you've been talking about how words are violence for the past six years, I understand why people come to that conclusion.
1: Yeah, it makes and complete and, and to sense be fair, to, to all of these students. I don't think it's the rise of anti Semitism, it's just the rise
0: of the current thing. Yeah, I agree.
1: You know what I mean? I actually
0: wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Yeah, you it's know what I mean? New, it's just it's, it's just the rise thing. of the
1: current thing. They're outraged about this. They're outraged about that. You got a bunch of these kids in these elitist colleges who grew up in homes that were the perfect pristine leave it to Beaver household in most cases where their parents are both making 200k each and they're spending their weekends and country club fucking private lakes and uh, wakeboarding with their friends and then all of a sudden they're released from their shelter of their parents and going to these colleges and they're with a bunch of other kids who are doing the same thing and then all of a sudden they're getting a little bit older and they're noticing the news and then all of a sudden bulletins are being posted on the walls and then all of a sudden they're outraged about this current thing give it a month they'll be outraged about the next current thing watch how yeah. fast the outrage and everything that happened with this before and after and guess what. Absolutely nothing
0: is going to be different. Nope. And ultimately, what is this AP article actually saying? It's saying. How dare conservatives dig into people's past? Conservatives are when mean. When liberals and have been ra- doing it for years. Conservatives are mean and racist. That's it. Like we, we don't have to take this plagiarism stuff seriously because conservatives are mean and racist. In fact, I want to just play this for you. Because it is, I mean, of course. It, I'm sorry, folks. Take it with a grain of salt. Just please stay with me here. This is this is actually a Fox News matchup. <laughs> but I am uh, I'm going to find it here. Where did I put this? Here we go. Fox News supercut. Here we go.
1: And of course, liberal pundits are going to bat for gang. Fucking Let's- Jesse Waters. God
0: damn it. Happy fighting It with mob pressure.
1: There is this sort of open war on. Black progress, black history, Um, Claudine Gay, the president uh, of Harvard University, at least up until she resigned, um, is now the latest
0: casualty of that. There Very much is a racial uh, component. I don't think it's fair to say all of her critics were racist, but certainly a few of them were. It looks as though she was targeted. The fact that she's a
1: black woman and the first person uh, who is a a black American to lead Harvard uh,
0: only added. To their thirst to dethrone her. So they can't, they can't, this is the issue right here, right? They can't defend the merits of the criticism against her. So they pivot to the fact that conservatives are mean and racist.
1: Dan, this makes me so fucking angry. This makes me so yep. goddamn angry. And let me, yep. let me, let me tell you why. All right at the risk of sounding like that guy that goes well i have black family or before before you continue
0: before you continue Corey, before you because you have to preface everything that you say are you a conservative no okay go ahead i'm gonna pee while you go all right because (laughs) this
1: is why it makes me so fucking angry is i've seen real racism i've seen real bigotry i've seen real nasty shit being said when when you see it, you as a, even as a white person, when you see it in someone's eyes, when they're looking at someone just because of the color of their skin and them not knowing that I'm with them in a store, and then all of a sudden their tone changing when they realize I'm with that black person and them talking to me differently than they talk to that black person. When you look at the systematic racism that has happened in our country that we're not perfect yet. But we have come a far cry from fucking redlining and and we're working on gerrymandering and Jim Crow laws and segregation. And when you see or when you hear people in a bar actually being racist, when someone is fired for their incompetence and then you immediately call it racism, all that does is take away the strength of that word that is supposed to have the power of the same thing as calling someone a motherfucker. Like that word of calling someone a racist is supposed to have weight to it. It's supposed to be a word that when it's said, it gives you a recoil. Like, ooh, that person's racist. But then all of a sudden we're turning this word and we're milk toasting it and we're watering it down to be this word that is something as simple as, oh, you dumb idiot or you stupid idiot. We're completely taking away the power of racist away from it because of the fact that it's just being spread around like hot butter on a piece of toast. I don't fucking know, dude, but it yeah, pisses I me are- off when everything is like all of the, the things that aren't racist are being called racist. It's muddying the conversation to where when the things that are really racist now those things that are really being racist are being equivalent to the things that aren't racist. And then someone's going to go, well, I guess it isn't that bad.
0: So to piggyback on that, to everything you just said, do you remember like when we were kids, right? And you would hear somebody older than you, probably a Gen Xer at that point, or definitely a boomer, um constantly like y- like you heard it when it came to like Rodney King. You heard it when it came to like when when Tupac got beat up in California. Before he got um, shot when he got beat up. Right. When he got beat up by the cops in California, you you heard it from like white boomers and even some older Gen Xers. What did that would they be do? like, Oh, they're just playing the race card. They're just playing the race card. They're trying to get away with being doing something bad because they're playing the race card. And we're giving these fuckers credence. Corey. Yeah. Now people are actually playing that fucking race card to avoid legitimate fucking criticism. And, and you're dealing with the, with the, with, with God, I hate quoting George W. Bush, but the bigotry of low expectations, that's what you're, that's what you have here. Claudine Gay was, on. You know, he didn't write that before. line, right? I know. I know he, <laughs> he said it, but he said it in everybody, everybody, whenever you use it to like one of these like goofy shit libs, that's what they always, oh, you're quoting George W. Bush now. Um, but yeah, they, it's. It's it, it's it's sad that like the act like there actually is a race card being played when all most people want, or at least the critiques of Cla- the critics of 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 Claudine Gay and DEI and all this stuff, like just more of a meritocracy, and like it's quite clear that she was underqualified. And I don't right. even care about yes. that. Yes. I don't even and care and about, about that. I'm going to spend a
1: million dollars to send my kid to Harvard. I don't give a shit if you're Indian, if you're Jewish, but, if you're Muslim. But, but I just but, want but, the the, the but, highest that the highest qualified person there in charge to make sure my kid gets a decent education.
0: It it doesn't even matter that she was underqualified because people get people that are underqualified get hired and get do a job all the time. time. It ha- it happens all the time. I, I know a guy. I'm not even <laughs> you. Uh I'm not. <laughs> I'm not I'm not so much worried about being underqualified, but being underqualified and then finding out that you're plagiarizing articles, finding out that you're you're you know you're pushing you're pushing a a DEI agenda that we are slowly, not slowly actually, pretty rapidly, figuring out doesn't work. And then you want to go ahead and just say, well, conservatives are mean and racist. So that's the that's the only reason we even found out about her plagiarism. Never mind the fact that she did it.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, does that count? Does that count at all? That she, did, that she did the thing that she's being <laughs> accused of. And it's not like she was fired. It's not like she was, she, she, she stepped down. And here's the, other, here's the last thing I'll say, because I feel like we actually, we're getting at a point where we got to end this episode. Um, the last thing I wanted to say was that it's okay if you want if if Harvard or anybody else if you want to hire somebody based on their race, you have every right to do that. You have every right to do that. Some could argue that it it's prejudice, but whatever. If you want if you want to hire somebody because they're Latino or they're gay or they're black, but don't double well, down on the race card when they get fired. But when it doesn't work, and when it turns out to be a fucking disaster, you don't get to cry racism because they lost their job. Right. Joe Biden
1: doesn't get to cry racism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine if it was Barack Obama right now?
1: If oh if Barack Obama botched like like Barack Obama, he's just, you know, a hundred years from now.
0: Let's be honest, though. Barack Obama would have been doing at least a, a better job of keeping the ship afloat as compared to Joe Biden. As compared to Joe Biden. Yeah. Yes. You know, but, you
1: know, Medicare for all is a flop. Like, like, you know, he drone bombed thousands of children and just killed them. Brown kids. Not black, but brown. Yeah, they got to be. Brown. Uh, he was, an, he, you know, he was just a mediocre president. A hundred years from now, it's just going to be he was the first black president.
0: That's all he'll really be remembered by. No, Court. you don't have to sugarcoat it. He was a warmonger and a piece of shit, just like the rest of them. He was no different. But that
1: isn't dictated by the color of
0: his skin, Dan. Absolutely not. It it, it just shows that he's just like the rest of them. (laughs) (laughs) Just Obama, just like the rest of us. I am actually so glad. So like when I wrote the title for this, I was actually going to go back and change it. All the title for this live stream of, do you know what it It is? It's Harvard. It's just Harvard. It's perfect because <laughs> we have to end this fucking episode. <laughs> oh, oh man, some other man. some other things that we were some other things that we did not get to was Israel's constitutional crisis, and I'm actually glad glad we're saving this one. Um, the uh, uh, CIA is being sued by uh, some of Julian Assange's buds
1: because the CIA
0: Which- is doing to Assange what they're claiming Assange did
1: espionage
0: oh can't have that oh
1: and then the other shoe falls
0: <laughs> all right Corey. this has been a, this has been fun i'm glad we had that conversation even though we only got to one topic that's uh that's great tell the people that, where that they was, can was find a good
1: us. one podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms our website is show.com and we can be found at libservative on facebook youtube and twitch instagram and twitter at libservative our TikTok videos can be found at absurdive Podcasts, and you can reach out directly at LibsurtifPod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. And you know what? Tell a friend. You know, I saw two viewers in here hanging out the entire fucking time.
0: Oh, <laughs> you. If you like it? I subscribe. Just, I just and I just tell brought, a friend. I just I just brought Bell into the feed because he was falling on asleep. the job. No, You're I gotta him
1: back. Bro. Hey, you know
0: what? He's like,
1: he's like Homer Simpson when it matters when the meltdown's about to happen, he stops it. <laughs> he was falling asleep. No. But you know what? The, we did only reach out to him once. In I wasn't falling. I promise not. And I texted I I said in the show at probably about eight thirty-three, uh Bell, how many couches are in the country? And then eight thirty-four, boom. 5999
0: he he is, he's, he's. He is our Homer Simpson. Because I was going to say, of the no, hundreds no, no, of... Don't, don't disparage him. He's our Jamie. <laughs> of of the hundreds of thousands of dollars that we pay you a year to do this job, Bell, and you're falling asleep in front of your Christmas tree. I, we're I, okay I, with
1: it. I still do a great <laughs> job. I still look do a at great him. job. Look at that meritric- meritocracy in the background. He's got a picture of Rosa Parks. And the Gadsden flag. And that's has, right. No, no, it's not. It's fucking Beavis, though.
0: Yeah. Well that's what's thing. it say? What's it say? It says, Are you threatening me? <laughs> Are you threatening So me? so let me so let me ask you this, Corey. The flag that Bell has behind him that is the Beavis version of the Gadsden flag and the actual Gadsden flag, is the message any different? Not at all. Not at all. It's the same message. So yeah, there no, you go. So no steppy on snake, Dan. <laughs> Oh, it bite me. No step on the name. Oh, anyway, that's been it. We're done. We're done. here, And we're out of here
1: until next week, guys. See you around no, the same for, time on Wednesday. Yeah,
0: for Thanks Bell the Body Snatch News, he's been Corey Walsh. He's been Dan Griffin. It's been Servant. And we are out of here. We the people cannot back.